Anne Doig's one of our favorite guides to Scotland, and she's here to help us navigate our way around the Hebrides, the islands off the northwest coast of Scotland. Anne, thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. And how would you describe the Hebrides? What is it like? Well, it's an archipelago of islands, and in a nutshell, you could describe them a little bit like malt whiskies, because Scottish malt whiskies are all made up of the same components, malted barley, yeast, water, and a lot of thyme. All the islands share a similar history. They were settled very, very early. There's ancient monuments there. Then the early Celtic priests came like St. Columba. And then they became part of a great sea kingdom ruled from Norway to the Isle of Man. It was a kingdom separate from Scotland. So a lot of the place names are Viking names along with a mixture of the Celtic Irish. But they're all different. So they've got this, this shared history They've all got different characteristics. Hmm. Some of them are quite low-lying. Some of them are mountainous. And some of them are visited a lot by people and some of them aren't. Like different Scotch whiskies have their personality. The different mm-hmm. Hebrides Islands have, have their, their personality. Yeah. It's basically the far northwest West. of the British Isles, Off the right? seaboard of uh, the northwest of very Britain. Very rugged, uh, very rugged. sparsely populated. Yeah, very sparsely populated. So what would the major islands be and what would their personalities be? Well, the major islands for visitors are the island of Mull and the island of Skye because they're more accessible. Mm -hmm. And for Skye, it's scenery. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's definitely the most scenic part of the UK. Fantastic for serious hikers. Mull is very popular with tourists looking for seabirds, sea eagles. They've reintroduced all our birds of prey. And it's also on the route to the island of Iona, which is a pilgrimage site because it was where Christianity was really spread throughout Scotland by Columba in the 6th century. So they're two of the most popular islands. Mm -hmm. If you want to get off the beaten track, there are wonderful islands that are wild. So even the remote islands, they do have ferry service? They do, yes, especially in the summer months. This is Travel with Rick Steves. As we do every week for an hour, we're getting out and exploring an interesting part of the world. Today we're joined by Anne Doig who's a Scottish tour guide, taking us to the far fringes of Scotland, the Hebrides Islands. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And Jeff is on the line from Hickory in North Carolina. Jeff, thanks for your call. Sure. How are you today? Great. Well, my wife and I are going to Scotland for about a little over two weeks, and we're going to go up to the uh, Orkneys. But when we finish there, we're going to drive over to Ullapool and then take the ferry over to Lewis and Harris. And I'd Mm -hmm. be interested in knowing you know, what would be the best use of our time to uh, spend in that area. After that, we're going to go on to Sky and then down into Iono eventually. So just so people uh, can get the bearings, as Anne was saying, the Isle of Skye, the Isle of Mull, and Iona, those are the most touristic ones. But Lewis and Harris is the biggest. I I believe it's after Ireland and Britain itself, it's the, the third biggest island in the British Isles. What about Lewis and Harris? Well, he started off with Orkney, and that's kind of important because okay. uh, we call them the Northern Isles. They're not part of the Hebridean archipelago, which mm-hmm. is the west. They're immediately north of the top of Scotland. Worth visiting, it's an outdoor archaeological museum. There's a, a complete intact Stone Age village. Really? On the Orkneys? On Orkney. It's called Scarabri. Stone Age? Stone Age, 5,000 years ago. 5,000? That's as old as Stonehenge. Yeah. Yeah, it's older. Now, it's older than Stonehenge. Stone. And this is sort of halfway to Norway geologically and culturally. Yes. They only became part of Scotland in about 1450. They really consider themselves more Scandinavian. Orkney, <laughs> okay. 
Well, Jeff, it sounds like you know what you're going to do on on the Orkneys, but you're curious about Lewis and Harris, right? Yes, well, the scenery in Lewis, I have to say, is a bit like a lunar landscape. It's very, very wild. But there are wonderful archaeological sites there, too, the Standing Stones of Kalanesh, and that's worth a trip. And there's also a broch, a round broch. It's a Stone Age fortress. But Harris, for me, is the most scenically beautiful. There's a place called Proctopole, where you see them weaving the Harris Tweed, which is world famous. Oh, Harris Tweed, tweed. comes from Harris, Harris Island. The island. Actually, Lewis and Harris are one island. Right, yes. okay, Lewis and Harris. So you don't have Lewis Tweed, but you got Harris Tweed. But it has to be woven in the crofter's cottage. So that's difficult to see because it's their houses. But there is one place on Harris where you can see it and you can buy the Harris product. And products. what is that place? Proctopole. 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 And then the east side of the island is really rocky and there's a road that you can go down. It's called the Golden Road. It was where they used to take their burials Mm -hmm. because the west side is sandy, so they had to bury their dead on the west side. The west side are where the fantastic beaches are, just amazing. And these are desolate and they they just go forever. It's just like you and the ocean and these gorgeous beaches. Nothing till Nova Scotia. My goodness. But it's windy. uh, rain, Rain punctuated by days of sunshine. Exactly. As Billy Connolly said, a dog lifts its leg on Harris and somebody goes, on Norway, <laughs> the wind. I <laughs> <laughs> do you get it? Wind. Lots of wind, lots, lots of rain, of wind. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, people in Norway got to cover their faces. Thanks for your call, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> We're exploring the Scottish Hebrides with Blue Badge Guide and Doig right now on Travel with Rick Steves and with your calls at 877-333-RICK. Penelope's on the line in Nampa, Idaho. Hi, Penelope. Do you have a comment for Anne about the Hebrides? I do. I was on a tour that did Scotland and the Highlands and went to the Hebrides just briefly. We, we started our trip out there at Oban, wonderful Scotch, took the ferry with our tour bus, and then the tour bus went across the Isle of Mole. And it was a one-lane road, so you're always looking ahead. And then when we got to the jumping-off point, we went over to Iona. And on the tour, they told us this marvelous story about when St. Columba and his monks came to uh, evangelize, and they landed on Iona. And it was already populated with cattle. And his saying, which is held to this day, is where there's cattle, there's women, and where there's women, there's mischief. And so he banished the cattle and the women who were herding the cattle to another deserted island not that far away so that his monks would not be distracted from what their intended purpose was there in Scotland. Oh, boy. And there's still a sort of a special, unique ambiance, uh, uh, sort of a holy atmosphere on Iona. And my experience is on that bus across Mull, there's always it's always driven by like a local farm boy who's just full of funny stories. Is that a standard part of the ride? Yes, yeah, they it's love just doing great, that, isn't the it? locals. And can you tell us a little bit more about Iona, because that really is an amazing place. Yes, it's very special because it's, it is very remote. Obviously, you can get there now with modern transportation. And it is, always amazes me because when you come off that little ferry, everyone just disappears. It doesn't feel as if you're, you're crowded because the island's really tiny. It was important in our story of this Scotland. This is where Christianity came to It Scotland, was because right? it was where Columba landed and with his monks, he went up the sea lochs and Christianized Scotland. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's very little left of that early Celtic community, but it was a zenith of Celtic crafts at the time in the 6th century. It was mm-hmm. 563 landed. 
because the Book of Kells was crafted there. 563, that was 1,500 years ago. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Penelope, thanks for your call. Thank you. Janet's calling in from Cincinnati in Ohio. Hi, Janet. Hi, Rick. We had the luxury last summer of spending seven weeks in Scotland. Mm, And it was a wonderful trip, but clearly not long enough. (laughs) And uh, two of those weeks were on the Isle of Lismore, which is a small island 10 miles long and one mile wide. Mm -hmm. That's about a 45-minute ferry ride from Oban. And we just rented a self-catering cottage. We had no transportation, so we walked everywhere we went until we started meeting the locals, and they picked us up and took us places and invited us to their homes for lunches and dinners, and we became completely integrated in two weeks. We went to the garden party at the primary school, and we took a Scottish country dance lesson, and we helped shear the sheep, and just everything you can imagine. It was absolutely fabulous. But I'm wondering if you might be able to suggest some other places we could go. Well, one of my favourites is the island of Jura, which people don't hear about it so much because of its more famous neighbour, Isla, which has all the famous, very heavily peated malt whiskies like Laphroaig, Bunahaban, etc. But there's a distillery on Jura. For me, you could cycle there huge mountains, sea all around you, and you get this feeling of really wildness, Mm. and yet it's quite easy to get to from the mainland. You're not far from the mainland. That sounds perfect. What's the name again? Jura, J-U-R-A. So lots of great islands to see as a a jumping-off point from the mainland and and the hectic sightseeing. Janet, thanks for your call, and that's quite an inspirational uh, experience you had. The more remote and the more involved and connected with the people, the better. That's the complete story right there. Good job, Janet. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Bye now. Bye. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been talking with tour guide Anne Doig about the Hebrides Islands on the far northwest of Scotland. Anne, it just sounds so intriguing and, and such a great place for a, an actual vacation where you can just settle in. Is there one island that we've yet to talk about that would be a particularly romantic and, and poetic kind of place that we want to be sure to cap this discussion with and factor into our thinking when it comes to touring the Hebrides? Well, I would have to say the island of Skye, because of the scenery there, the hills are slightly different because they stuck up after the last ice age, so they're razor sharp. But you've also got hills that were under the ice age. You've got all the different environments in a reasonably small island, and it means the island of mists or the cloudy island. Well, that's what that means, the yeah, island the of misty. sky. And it, it just changes all the time, and it is very romantic and very remote. If you get up into the hills there, it's fantastic. Rabbits running around in ruined castles. And ruined castles, a distillery. It's got everything you want. It's got everything you want, yes. Little craft shops, and you can have rented cottages. But for me, the scenery, I just love the hills on Sky, mm. Coolin. Mm. And you can get really remote there. There's a little boat trip will take you to Loch Karusk, which means cauldron. The volcanic hills just come up immediately from the water, and you're in this cauldron miles away from anywhere. It's beautiful. And Doig, a lot of us are dreaming about Scotland, and right now, a lot more of us are dreaming about specifically the Hebrides, the islands on the northwest of Scotland. Thanks so much. Thank you. Each year, Rick Steves' tour guides take free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through England, Scotland, Ireland, and beyond one small group at a time. This year we're featuring tours of the best of Ireland, the best of Scotland, the best of England and London. For a free catalogue and Rick's Tour Experience DVD, 
visit the tour pages at ricksteves.com.